Good afternoon and welcome to Midday Moms. This is Dorothy Polarski and I am your host. <laughs> I'm really glad that you could join us today. Um, all of you that are joining us, why don't you say hello wherever you're coming from. Uh, say hello in the chat. And say hello, this is Mary, I'm from France. This is Maria, I'm from Mexico. <laughs> in the chat. Um, some of you have had the opportunity to um, join us for Midday Moms once. Some of you have had the opportunity to join us twice. And some of you have joined us 50 times and others, this is your first time. So we do want to hear from you. Uh, hi, Judy from Waterloo. Rosina from Etobicoke and Izzy. Hi, Izzy. Great to see you both. Um, well, I hope I can see you, but anyway, you know what I mean. Uh, Roseanne from Our Lady of Peace, Adriana, Paula from Mississauga, Janice from Milton, Christina from All Saints, Rema from St. Benedict's. Oh, I get so excited to see oh. everybody. Uh, keep on saying, oh, and Megan from Oshawa. Megan's one of our mother's group leaders, actually, in uh, Oshawa. Uh, Sandra, Liz Garcia, a big, big, big warm hug and welcome uh, from my kitchen. Um, so we are here. Why are we here? We're here because of COVID, right? If it wasn't for COVID, um, we'd be meeting in parish halls. And uh, some of you that have never attended our Midday Moms program, um, I just want to tell you a little bit about myself. But before I do, I want to give a quick introduction to our uh, marvelous, magnificent, wonderful guest, Asanya. Asanya, do you want to tell us just a little bit about yourself? Uh, hello, everyone. Um, yeah, my name is Sonia Camiso, and I'm your average, if you can hear in the background all the noise, I'm your just average mother here and wife uh, with three beautiful children. Two children here, Cosmo and Alessia on earth, and I have my little angel in heaven that watches over me, that guides my step, that is by my side, rescuing me out of all the times I uh, make mistakes. So just an average mom, just like you guys, an average wife, just like you guys, an average woman, <laughs> guys. I know, I know. Anyone that has heard Sonia speak, you know that she's more than average. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, Sonia has spoken at our Dynamic Women of Faith Conference. She has spoken at our Advent Retreat. She has spoken at Our Lady of Peace Mother's Group, St. Benedict's Mother's Group, St. Clement Mother's Group, my own personal Mother's Group many times. And so we are just really delighted uh, to have her here. Now, I wanna just gonna share a couple of slides about our ministry. So for those of you that have never attended any of our uh, events just so you get to know us a little bit and you look for us look for us on Instagram it's Catholic Moms Group and um, so I'm going to just share a couple of quick slides so we are for those of you that are joining us today our ministry is catholicmomsgroup.com so we do ask you to um, visit our website find us on Facebook look for that logo give us a like give us a follow and we also host an annual conference, the Dynamic Women of Faith Conference. And Sonia has spoken at the Dynamic Women of Faith Conference a number of times. 
And we're now either the 11th or 12th year going into the Dynamic Woman of Faith Conference. And I do want you to put it on your calendar that on March the 6th, we are going to have uh, our next um, uh, annual Dynamic Woman of Faith Conference. So please put it on your calendars, March the 6th, 2021. And again, I have an amazing, amazing, amazing speaker that I've been begging for three years. And she said, yes, I'm not going to tell you just who it is because I want you to keep on checking our Facebook page. Okay. So we are on a mission to revive the vocation of motherhood. We're partners with the Archdiocese of Toronto and we're on a mission to revive the vocation of motherhood. And we do so primarily by helping parishes start Catholic mothers groups. Um, we have worked with over, you know, gosh, about 45 different parishes in helping them start mothers groups. Some of our mothers groups are mothers and tots. Others are moms only. And um, we are hoping that somebody here at the end of today's session feels called to start a Catholic moms group. Um, our individual Catholic uh, mothers groups also host virtual meetings and they're smaller, they're more intimate, where five or six moms are up on the screen and we pray the rosary together, we have a speaker. So please think about starting a Catholic moms group. We do have a mothers group starter kit. We have um, everything that you need to start a mothers group comes in a kit and it has enough content for well over a year um, included in it are posters and just newsletters and prayer cards and meeting plans for meetings. We also have an annual Catholic Mothers Summit and uh, we often host different retreats. So uh, we're very, very, very excited and we're very, very grateful that you are here. So thank you very, very much for uh, joining us today. And um, back to Sonia, because after all, <laughs> we all want to hear Sonia. Sonia, when I say to you that, you know, our ministry is on a mission to revive the vocation of motherhood, what does that mean to you? What does that mean to you? The word vocation, motherhood, just kind of you're muted. You're muted. <laughs> I'm muted because there was so much. My son came into the kitchen and just did this. I don't know what he did. Mm -hmm. uh, so motherhood for me, the vocation of motherhood is just, you know, getting back to our Catholic basic, um, the, the basics, right? Um, you know, seeing as a mother, your family as, as a priority, right? Seeing, ensuring that, you know, rosary and divine mercy are being prayed and just for me, it's just my family, my children come before anything else. Like nothing else matters. If my family isn't um, filled, then I can't do anything else. Like everything starts in the home, right? And, and then I can go out, then I can do things out. But priority is my children, is my husband and, and our prayers and our weekly Sunday mass. And, and if we can do daily mass too. So that's my vocation. Yeah, and I know that, uh, you know, we often sort of hear that we should keep, you know, God first and then our 
husband second, and then our children third, and then our careers after that. Um, and it just like kind of makes logical sense, right? But I guess in the last 50 years, like motherhood and culture has changed so much that it's almost as if, you know, we've got the, everything upside down, you know? So just kind of remembering, you know, God first, and then our husbands, our children, and, and then our, our work. And um, yeah, so, you know, we're on a mission to remind moms of that. Um, and so tell us a little bit more about yourself. Like you've got a, just a remarkable, remarkable story. And um, for those of you that have never heard um, Sonia's story, maybe you can just jot down you know, no, I've never heard her story, but just right from the beginning, um, you want to share your reflection with us? Okay, so yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, my story, lots of ups and downs, lots of ups and downs, lots of obstacles, unrelenting fear, overwhelming challenges, just not like the average person, but like the average person, because we all have a cross to carry. Right, and so this is my particular cross, and everybody's cross is heavy for that person. And and what I hope is that my my story will help inspire you, help inspire you along your journey of faith, um, help inspire you to frog F R O G. This is what I go on. Fully rely on God. Um, so over the years, I've learned just to count my blessings, to day by day, day by day, one breath, one step, one day at a time, and, and walk side by side with Jesus. You know, I think he carries me a lot. That, that footprints uh, prayer really stands out for me. He carries me quite a bit. Um, but I, I, I have learned over the years to place my trust in Jesus and in all of his promises. Um, so here, let me, let me tell you a little bit about my family. So my husband, Tony, He's 54 years old, and we've been married for 28 years. And uh, our Alessia, my daughter's just standing, but sitting beside me here, and I hear her making comments every so often. Uh, we've been married for 28 years, and you know, our when we when we got married, we went out to the altar right in front of God and said, you know, for better or worse, rich or poor, sickness and in health until death do us part. And well, this has really put us to the test, right? We've made that promise with, um, with God uh, that we're going to do this. And this has put us to the test quite a bit. But when we place our trust in God, it might be difficult, but he carries us again. He carries us through it. Um, Tony has secondary progressive multiple sclerosis. So he has MS. And the last few years have seen a rapid, a rapid progression of the disease. And with it, the deterioration in his ability to participate in everyday life, everyday routines. So for Tony, for example, um, eating. Eating, all of his food has to be pureed because if it's not pureed, he can potentially aspirate. So aspiration just simply means that the food doesn't go into your stomach, it goes into your lungs. And he's been hospitalized many, many times because of this. Um, another aspect of uh, Tony's life um, that he needs help with is personal care. And something personal care could be from dressing to shaving for him. Um, Tony does use a power wheelchair 
and uh, requires nursing three times a day. Um, Pre-COVID, let me just give you a, a glimpse of what pre-COVID looked like for Tony. He'd have a PSW, a personal support worker, come into our house three times a day and help him with morning routine, uh, lunchtime, and then evening, getting him back into bed. We'd also have a nurse come in three times a day to help with some nursing care. Um, March 5th was the first case of COVID that came into Mississauga. Uh, we went into isolation. So we, we went into isolation before isolation became a thing. And uh, which meant I shut my doors down to all care in my house because I could not risk having someone going from a nursing home or from a, someone else's home coming into my home and bringing COVID into, into my house. So it's uh, been difficult, right? So I've taken on the role of PSW. I've taken on the role of nursing. I've taken on all of these roles. And so finally in December, because um, it was extremely fatiguing, extremely difficult doing all of the care, I finally um, made the decision to have a nurse come in two times a day. So is it, is it the best? No, but is it better? Absolutely. That nurse that comes in is like, thank God. Um, Tony's biggest fears right now are, be, are becoming his reality as he copes not only with the physical changes, but also with the psychological and emotional changes that come with not being able to support his family like the way any father or husband would want to. But I give him credit. I give him so much credit because he's, you know, he always has a smile on his face. Uh, Pre-COVID, again, he would be up first and he'd watch us get ready to start the day and get out and he'd be waiting for us to return home with a big smile. Now, in the middle of COVID, he's still the first to get up. However, we've invaded his, his space here. We've taken over his home and he's still, he's still with a smile. And uh, I go, I try and look for the blessings. And, you know, the blessing is that Tony's here at home with his family watching us grow, watching us, watching his children grow, watching his children change, watching his children develop, and he's always there for them. And, and it is a blessing. It is a blessing if, if we're able to open our eyes to see it. And I choose to see it. Um, then I have my son Cosmo. My son Cosmo is 27 years old, and he's lived his young life with a seizure disorder and a learning disability. At the age of one, Cosmo had his first seizure, and that first seizure led into five full weeks of seizures, 20, 30, 40, 50 seizures in a day. And at the end of five weeks, the doctors at SickKids were able to get his seizures controlled, and we returned home. We returned home, our life kind of upside down, because now I had a one-year-old son that had lost every single ability to you know, he was unable to sit up, he was unable to hold his head up, he was unable to roll, to walk, to drink and eat. So we were challenged. We spent many, many months with physio and um, we worked hard and we prayed hard. And today, Cosmo has grown up by the grace of God into this beautiful young man. Today, he faces many emotional and psychological challenges as he tries to find his way in a world that expects and assumes more than what he's capable of. 
He requires professional counseling um, to deal with some of his anger and behavior issues um, so that he can participate. Classroom. In, in, no. uh, Josie McConville, Zylstra, and Krista Mann. We'll stop that. This is what happens when you're a mother. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not surprised. Uh, this is kind of, you know, he is able to participate in society. Um, in uh, December of 2019, just before COVID, Cosmo lost his job. And, you know, for, for months uh, before COVID happened, I just, I couldn't figure out what or why, or I couldn't, I just wondered, I wondered what was the purpose of him losing his job? And then once COVID lockdown started, I thought, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that he is home with me. One, he is safe. Two, he's not out in the community and risking everyone in my home's chances of getting COVID. And three, because I need his help. I need his help here at home. He's been such a great help for me. You know, he's 27 years old and he's making breakfast for Tony and putting on Tony's socks and Tony's shoes and just helping wherever laundry. I taught him how to do laundry. So uh, what I hear you saying is that sometimes something happens like him losing his job and we're sort of freaked out by it and going, why did, and then if we wait and we praise God and we wait on God, it's just turned out to be an incredible uh, blessing to you. So that's, um, that's, that's very important, I think, for all of us to remember, right? That right now, we, although we might be thinking that something is like, bad that really there's something good um, that hovers uh you know behind it um okay so yeah keep on i just i wanted to emphasize that no no, I, no it's true it's true i try not to ask why because i know that there's a greater purpose right god has god has a plan he has a plan for each and every one of us and it's just a matter of trusting right and going okay i know you'll carry me through this right and he has, he has, um, you know, Cosmo, uh, at 27 years old has made me so incredibly proud of all the progress he's made and, and what he's has accomplished. He's a fourth degree knight and actively involved as a fourth degree knight. Like he does stuff like pre COVID again, you know, he'd be doing bottle drives, right. Where they're collecting empties at the church and uh, collecting the money for special Olympics. He did road cleanup. Right. He's done like the bundle up Sunday with the St. Vincent de Paul Society. And, and one of the things that just amazed me about him is that every weekend he's at church Saturday and Sunday and sometimes every single mass. And sometimes I'm like, OK, Cosmo, maybe maybe you could come home sometime. Like, I don't know what parents is begging their child to come home from church. Right. Like, but he spends lots of time there because he loves it. He loves helping with the collection. He loves being part of this beautiful community that we have, right? So I'm, I'm so proud of my young little boy. And he's like my baby boy, I always call him, right? He hates it, he hates it. So during COVID now, he's stuck at home. He still participates with the Knights of Columbus. He's a squire counselor as well. So he helps mentor the young, the young, uh, the young squires become knights. Um, he listens. So the other, the other thing too that you're saying that you know, that if our child has, you know, certain limitations, whether it's learning disabilities, whether it's psychological, that they still have much to offer, right? Like it's always, it's always heartbreaking 
Um, you know, and I'm sure it's none of us, but like sometimes it's heartbreaking when you see a mother that has a child that is, you know, got limits or disabilities or, and that they don't see how much good they can do and how many gifts they have. And the more we allow them to use their gifts, the more they flourish, right? And so um, any of you that are struggling with, you know, a child that has real limitations is to remember that they also have many, many gifts. I just want to pause for just a, a second here. Um, Kristina Zasovsky is our mother's group leader at All Saints Parish. And she says, Sonia, you were right. Home is the best place, especially with COVID. Our family recently cared for our dying uncle and we kept him at home because we were limited in our visits to him at the hospital. So it's good that you've got Tony at home. Um, Maureen Berry says, Sonia, take a deep breath. You're doing a great job <laughs> and you're inspiring us all. Um, and then somebody else is saying, God works in mysterious ways. We have a big, we have a big hello from Whittier, California, from Lillian. So here's someone from California. Um, God bless you and your family. Um, anyway, uh, so let's take a deep breath. <laughs> I just, you know, um, I've been bugging Sonia almost. I'm Sonia, Sonia, please, please go. <laughs> no, no, I'm busy. I can't, I can't. And then finally, I think two weeks ago, she said, Dorothy, God called me and I said, okay. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so Cosmos being very fruitful and despite all of his limitations, he still is serving and he's still yeah. helping you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, and even though he lost his job, losing the job turned out to be a huge gift for you. Absolutely. Okay, so you've got, you know, Tony with multiple sclerosis and just all of the, the beauty of having him at home. You know, like, so many women would be bitter, right? And you know, you're just, this is the one thing that always refreshes me about you is that you, know, you see the, the beauty in it. So um, let's, let's continue some more about your, with your story. Sorry, I keep on interrupting. No, no, this is great. This is great because you're right. They're, they're, you know, when I had Cosmo and I was faced with all these challenges, I'm like, oh, right, you're, you have certain expectations. Even like when I got married, right? I had certain expectations and they're not what God wanted, right? They're not what God wanted. And it's just God will bring so much beauty um, if we allow it out of, out of all situations, right? So Cosmo is just, you know, my, my gift. Our children are all gifts from God. Yeah, and I guess that's the other thing, too, that, you know, it astounds me about you, Sonia, and this is why I keep on inviting you. <laughs> oh, I keep on praying that, again, that women of the word will invite you to speak at one of their conferences, and that, like, because the one thing that just astounds me about you is, you know, despite it all, you have this vitality that really is, you know, supernatural. It, it really is supernatural. And you're such a gift to us. And thank you for saying yes. And I, I'm sorry, I keep on bugging you. <laughs> when God said to me, I had to do this. I couldn't say no to you anymore. This is <laughs> you placed in my heart, my family, my story isn't my story. It's a story for me to share with everyone. Yeah. So, okay. So, you, okay. 
you've, you've got fully rely on God as your sort of your motto. Um, okay, so let's, 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 let's move forward. Yeah. So uh, in 1999, um, God blessed me with my daughter, Jessie. So in the back of my mind, I, you know what, I, I had fear. I, I feared that I would not be able to take care of this newborn child. Cosmo was still having seizures, so I worried about caring for him. And I, care, I, I worried about my husband's future battle with MS. Like, what was this? Where was this going to take us? And what were we going to do? Um, and so when Jesse turned 18 months, I received the next devastating blow of my life. Doctors told me that Jesse had this rare mitochondrial disease with a very, very poor prognosis. Doctors were telling me that you know, Jesse wasn't going to be able to sit. Jesse wasn't going to be able to walk. Jesse was never going to even live to see her 16th birthday. And then in, within less than one year of her diagnosis, uh, Jesse experienced congestive heart failure. A feeding tube was put into her nose to help uh, nourish her because she was extremely weak um, and also to help with heart medications. However, despite the feeding tube, despite the heart medication, my daughter Jessie passed on on October 1st, 2001 at the age of two and a half. After Jessie's death, I went into a deep depression. I didn't want to see anyone. I didn't want to come out of my room. You know, I felt alone. I felt abandoned by God. Like I couldn't figure this out. Like my husband had a mess. My son has epilepsy. Now my daughter, two and a half years, that's all I had with her. And um, we serve a good God. We serve a good God and a God that has a plan for each of us. It was like six months after Jesse passed on, I was invited to go to Divine Mercy uh, Retreat in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. And I always ask, I always usually say, Does, has anyone gone? And if you've never gone, it might be something that, you know, you would, I, I highly recommend doing this retreat and, and you'll hear why. Um, yeah, after COVID, of course, unless he's just here beside me going, now, now. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I was on a pilgrimage with 50 other people. So on this, I was on this bus, miserable, miserable miserable uh, sonia i gotta before you tell us about the bus okay you gotta tell us about the lady that kept on phoning you oh bugging you okay my friend lena i don't know if she joined us but if she joined us hi lena and if she didn't maybe she'll watch this later my friend lena she's my friend she's like my second mother i absolutely love her so uh she wasn't she wasn't my friend at the time in the sense of like, I had just got to know Lena after Jesse passed away. Like it was as if, you know, God places people in your life. He does amazing things. Like he put this woman in my life after Jesse passed away and she would call me every, almost every day. Sonia, did you eat? Sonia, what are you doing? Sonia, are you reading a book? No. Okay. I'll drop you a book off and then you can read a book. Right. Just, Every single day, Sonia, uh, we're going to make wine. We'll pick you up and you can make wine with us. And every, it was really weird, right, Dorothy, that every single time she called me, I could not say no to her. So she calls me one day and says, Sonia, 
my sister-in-law, Marianna, she's doing a bus to Divine Mercy in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. It, we leave on Friday. We come back on Sunday. Do you want to come? And I'm on the phone with her. And all of a sudden, I hear myself saying, yeah. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, uh, no, you don't want to go. Why are you saying yes? And, you know, why am I saying yes? Because this was the Holy Spirit. This was the Holy Spirit. So, I end up on this bus with Lena and Mariana and with my dad. Cause then I said to my dad, I'm not going by myself. So I, you know, got my dad in, in on this with me and I'm on this bus again, miserable. miserable. So, so just, I want to put this in perspective just for everybody. Right. So here Sonia is, you know, her, her daughter has just passed away and Lena a, a woman that she didn't really know that well starts checking in on her. How you doing? Will you buy this book? Not buy this book. Have you read this book? And so God also might be calling some of you here today to be a Lena to somebody else, right? I want you as you're sitting listening to us today is, is during COVID is such a great time to make 10 phone calls and reach out to 10 people, right? Because there's other Sonyas in the world that need us to reach out to them, right? So this story about Lena always really struck my heart. And I want to meet her one day because I always feel I'm always bugging people. You know, hi, it's Dorothy. Do you want to go on a retreat? Hi, it's Dorothy. Do you <laughs> and then I just love this Lena. I want to meet her one day. And thank God for her. And I, you know, yes. I'm going to pray for her that, that she yes. has an interest in, in you. And then she kept on reaching out like a fishing rod, right? Okay. <laughs> so. Never gave up on me, that's for sure. Thank <laughs> God. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. And so, so, Dorothy, we end up at Stockbridge, Massachusetts. It's Sunday. So Friday night we leave. Saturday I'm miserable. Sunday morning I'm miserable. And we're there. We're there. And uh, so Mariana, the leader, says, you know what? We should really have confession right and so lena's going on and on this is all i hear her saying all day oh the floodgates of heaven are open today god's mercy is just gonna pour down upon us she kept repeating this over and over and i'm like okay whatever whatever <laughs> let's get this over with right and so mariana is like okay we're, we can't wait in those lines there's too many people let's see if we can find a priest and uh, that will give us confession. So she finds a priest who's on pilgrimage. God bless these two ladies. They're, they're, you know, God bless them. So she finds this priest and says to him, do you mind giving a few of us ladies, uh, uh, my group here, um, confession, reconciliation? And the priest, God bless him, says yes. And so we're not, I don't know who's been there, but we're not in the section where there's all of the tents set up and all the people. We're in a separate section up above, up on like kind of a hilltop. And so one lady goes, the next lady goes, the next lady goes. And then all of a sudden, it's my turn. And, and so I'm talking to the priest and I'm telling him everything. I'm pouring out my heart to him, right? And, and this was the most beautiful beautiful reconciliation, beautiful confession, beautiful conversation I had. And, and for me, I truly believe to this day that I, I was having a conversation with Jesus. It was like heaven had just surrounded me. There was this, this peace, this 
peace that I hadn't felt before, this peace, this beauty, the sky was gorgeous. It was a beautiful blue. The trees were gorgeous. There's thousands and thousands of people there. And it was just me and him. That's all I can see was me and him. And we had, we had a conversation. We, we chatted. I'm not sure how long. And, and he finally said to me, he says to me, you know, you need to place your trust in God. And that God will carry you through everything. So he says this to me and I'm like, okay. And he's like, and that you need to do God's will. I'm like, okay, yeah. And then he's like, okay, so are you going to have more children? I'm like, um, hello. Uh, <laughs> were you not listening? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he's like, yes. He's like, you need to do God's will. And it was that very moment. There was something that I said, you know what? Yes, I will do God's will. And as soon as I said that, yes, as soon as I surrendered, there was this big weight that was just lifted from my shoulders. There was just a, a peace beyond all understanding, right? How Jesus says it. Um, it's, it was just so incredibly beautiful. It was this reconciliation, this very confession I had that um, gave me such a love for the sacrament of reconciliation. Like I, I love the Eucharist and I also love the sacrament of reconciliation. It's just, I have, it, I hold it near and dear to my heart. And we've been in COVID for the last year and I haven't been able to have reconciliation. And I just feel like I, I, I need it. I want it. It's, I, I feel sometimes so selfish. Like I want it. I want to be in that confessional with that priest. And it's just so refreshing because I know when I walk out, that baggage that I've walked in with is emptied. I've given it to Jesus. It's like, okay, it's yours now. It's yours. And, and he fills me with graces each and every single time I walk away. I, I absolutely love it. Um, and so when I finished that reconciliation, this is when I understood the floodgates of heaven are open because God's mercy was just poured into me, uh, just poured, right? I'm back on this bus, right? I'm back on this bus singing. I'm back on this bus praying, like, come on, that's God's mercy, like, I had so much joy in my heart. I couldn't hold it there. I couldn't hold it there. It was just, this was my turning point in life. This was my turning point in life. And it was this moment that I said, yes, I will have more children. Yes, Lord, if you give me more children, if you bless me with this gift, I will accept children. God, Jesus, I ask you to give me healthy children. But if that's not, if that's not your will, then you give me what I need. You give me what I need. And you know what? God gave me what I need because he gave me Alessia. So Alessia is my next gift. Alessia was born just about a year after my trip to Divine Mercy. And so that, she is my, my gift. Um, so now I'm ready. I'm ready for the next set of challenges. I'm ready for whatever is now set before me. And so at the age of 18 months, 
uh, I see Alessia, I see some signs and Alessia where she starts to fist her hand. I'm like, ooh, I don't like that. Jesse used to do that. And so I take her to the, I take her to the hospital. They, they took Alessia right away. And the doctor says, you know what? She was diagnosed with the same, exact same disease as her sister, Jesse. And they said the prognosis is the same. They said, you know, this disease is so incredibly rare. Um, so uh, Jesse's brain imaging and Alessia's brain imaging, there's only three other people in the world with this particular brain imaging. We actually did further genetic testing and Jesse and Alessia are the only two in the world ever with this particular gene defect. So when we're faced with a medical issue, a lot of times doctors are like, we don't know, we don't know. And so Alessia is diagnosed with this mitochondria disease. And this time though, we said, okay, all right. We put on the armor of God and, and we, we hold Jesus. We hold firm to his word. We hold firm to his promise. We place our trust in, uh, in God. And so then it, when Alessia turned two and a half, she too went into congestive heart failure. So now at this point in time, she has an enlarged heart, a heart functioning, mm -hmm. squeezing at 17%. She has leaking valves that is leaking into her lungs. Her lungs are filling up with fluid and she's, she's two and a half. She, feeding tube gets put in and the doctors refer her to palliative care. And they say to us, prepare yourself, right? Prepare yourself because this is it. And we said, no, absolutely not. We're not preparing ourselves. Absolutely not. We are standing in, on God's word. We are standing, God's word says in Isaiah 53, 5, by his stripes, we are healed. And I said, if by his stripes, we were healed, that promises for Alessia. By Jesus' stripes, Alessia is healed. So we stood on the word of God. We, I once a month opened my house to family and friends to come in and pray a 2000 Hail Mary Novena once a week. It was a, oh, sorry, once a month. It was a full day of prayer. And I had many people coming in, joining us in prayer. And the first prayer that we did, the first day of prayer, I had Alessia sitting on the couch. We're in front of Mother Mary. She was being fed. She had a feeding bag above her. She was being fed. She can barely hold her head up. Her eyes were closed. In the middle of the 2000 Hail Marys, she goes from her head being down. She holds her head up. She opens her eyes up wide and she does this big, beautiful smile. And I looked over and I thought, yeah, Mother Mary, you got this. Jesus, you got this. It, it, incredibly, incredibly beautiful. Okay, so I said to you, Dorothy, I may get interrupted and this is an interruption. So no, me no okay. problem. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, uh, the, the couple of things that have always kind of struck me, uh, about Sonia is that no matter what is thrown at her, she comes back at it with more and more faith, you know? And, um, I had the great sort of joy of speaking to her last night. And she said to me, you know, Dorothy, I'm just like anybody else. You know, when I went up to that altar as a young bride, um, I wasn't expecting any of this, but I had to trust that, um, you know, that God's will 
is greater than my will. And, uh, and so, you know, as we enter into the sacrament of marriage, um, we don't know what's, what mystery unfolds. And, and this is why I think too, that as, you know, women that are getting married, they need this sacramental grace that comes from the sacrament of uh, marriage. Um, anyway, uh, Sonia, while you were away, I just mentioned that you and I were chatting last night and that as a young bride, um, that you weren't expecting any of this, right? Can you just tell us a little bit about what, uh, you know, what you were expecting as a bride and God's will and how that's Yeah, so, so when I was young, this is my, my dream was, you know, to get married one day and have children, they would grow up, I would be a grandmother and, you know, everyone lives happily ever after like Cinderella, right? And not the case, not the case. I did say to Dorothy, I did tell you, right, Dorothy, last night, I am a princess because I am God's daughter and that's who I am, um, God's daughter. So I am a princess, but my story isn't as clean <laughs> as Cinderella's. And you know what? At the end of the day, this is my journey. And it's a journey I don't think that I would want to change because it's made me who I am. Um, it's helped me love Jesus more and more and marry more and more and, and know them. And you know what? I don't think I would change it. I don't think I would change it. And, you know, and this, is, uh, this is another thing that is just supernatural to me about you, Sonia is that, um, that you, you say over and over and over again that you wouldn't change a thing because everything that has come at you has, has, has made you who you are. And um, I just wanted to reach out to a couple of the people that are you know, chatting to us in the chat. Um, you know, someone here is mentioning, my mom turned away from God towards alcohol to deal with the stress of six kids two of which have special needs. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to keep you in our prayers. And, you know, I think it's so true that when a crisis comes into our life, whether it's, you know, cancer, whether it's a child that has special needs, whether it has, you know, you know maybe your husband has an addiction or something that, that, is, that is wife and mother's, we can respond in one of two ways. We can get closer to God and thank God and praise God and lean on God, or we can abandon our faith because it's exactly then that Satan tempts us the most, right? And he's having a, a, a field day with, with, you know, and, and two, like I sometimes feel that, and I'll let you continue, Sonia, because we all want to hear you and we have so many questions. But I often feel that God is calling women to have another baby and that so many women are saying no to God's will instead of saying yes to God's will. And that, you know, they think that pursuing this, that, and the other, they're going to get happier instead of pursuing God's will, right? And like God's will has brought you much suffering, but yet in the middle of all of that suffering, you've got this remarkable, remarkable joy. Now, I don't know where we were 
before? Well, I, think, yeah, I think I was just, you know, Alassia, I was just saying where she was in terms of her heart condition and um, right? she smiled, she just finished smiling. Um, you know, a friend of mine said to me, you know, um, she said, doctors practice medicine, however, Jesus perfected it. So I, I, a lot of these things I had, a lot of special people that would help carry me through this too, right? So this isn't just me, right? So I have the Minas and I had so many different people helping me. So, you know, we turned to our divine physician. We turned to the divine physician to heal Alessia. And you know what? He did it. He healed Alessia. Today, Alessia is 17 years old. Um, she'll be 18 on March 18, on March, sorry, 20th. Sorry, Alessia. She'll be uh, 18 years old. She has a completely, completely healed heart, perfect size, no leaking valves, uh, proper squeeze, no feeding tube, perfect. God has healed her. God has healed her and God has healed so many other things in her. Um, because this is a God that we serve. This is God, like he loves each and every one of us. And so, Alessia, doctors can't explain any of this, right? None of this is explainable by science. Uh, a few years ago, we were in uh, emergency and the doctor sa said, okay, how's her heart? I said, her heart's fine. I said, she had, you know, this prior. And he goes, okay, and I said, it's corrected. I said, and they said to me, how is it corrected? I said, well, Jesus corrected it. And he kind of looked at me kind of going like, what a weirdo, right? But he must have been, yeah, he must have had to go back in the file. And he probably went, oh my gosh, she's right. So he came back and he asked, he goes, no surgery, right? I'm like, no, no surgery. I told you, Jesus did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was funny. But, you know, her heart being healed is a huge, huge miracle. And, but miracles aren't always these big, huge, huge, huge things, right? Every day, we've had miracles every single day, and we've had 17 plus years of miracle in, uh, miracles in Alessia's life, and we give thanks, and we give praise to God for it. My, my 28 years, almost 29 years of marriage has been a miracle after miracle after miracle, and I thank God for, for it. I, I thank God. Um, so Alessia, as for Alessia, Alessia has many strengths. She's growing into this beautiful, intelligent, young lady. Now she's like, she just has to decide where she, what she wants to do after uh, high school. She's finishing her grade 12 year. She will graduate with honors in, in every single subject. She's sitting right here beside me. Um, she's done so incredibly well, despite so many obstacles that she faces. So Alessia does use a wheelchair. Um, she has a beautiful outlook in life. Um, she does want me to share, Dorothy, that she is a number one Raptors fan and that she wants to meet the Raptors and her dream job <laughs> is work for the Raptors one day. So she's aiming high, which I absolutely love. She doesn't see her disability as a barrier. And, you know, I admire her for that, right? She embraces it. She deals with it. And she just goes, right? Goes with it. And everyone who meets Alessia, just they see the joy in her, the joy that God, the grace of God in her. And, and I love that. Um, just lastly, I just want to say that in 2018 with Alessia, we, we were faced with another challenge. It's a challenge that right now with expecting faith, we are waiting for another miracle. 
Um, and I told Dorothy last night, God healed her heart. Like, um, hello, he can do this. Like, I don't, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Like God is God. He can do whatever he wants. Like he's not subject to anything like to time, to our natural laws. He can do anything and everything. And you know, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So all of the miracles that Jesus performed when he walked on this earth are available to each and every one of us today. And so you know what? I'm going to stand on that promise. I'm going to stand on God's word and I'm going to receive it. So right now we're praying for Alessia and this one miracle that we're waiting for. We've been praying for several months now, the 2000 Hail Marys, and we've been doing it from home. So I just, I've been asking some friends, you guys want to join us? And everyone picks a half an hour and does a half an hour of prayer. So we start at eight o'clock in the morning and then we finish at six o'clock. And, and so we do the 2000 Hail Mary Novena because you know what, we need to also turn to Mary, right? Because Mary is, you know, we, we, I always ask her, take me under your mantle and guide me to Jesus. Keep us on the path. Keep me and my family on the path of righteousness, of holiness. Like we need that, right? So this is my cross. Yes, and I, I just, and I will let you finish it. But someone here in the in the chat had asked earlier, like the, I got to tell you, I have to tell you, Sonia, that every time I hear you speak, it, it's just such a blessing and such a grace. And um, you know, so often the the one, the, a couple of things have always really struck me about you. Like I'm like okay, she's got a husband and she's got this and she's got this and she says this. And yet she shows up at mother's group and her nails are painted and she looks beautiful. And, you know, it's not like she's wearing sweats and walking in like, uh, like you, you always just take incredibly, you know, just beautiful, you know, care of yourself. You're always like so full of joy and, and, and some, you know, so many people, including me, Dorothy, have, you know, fewer crosses, and yet I can be miserable, I can complain, I can sometimes, you know, hate to use the B word, right? Like, how do you do it? How do you do what you do? Uh, someone asked um, in the chat, what does your prayer life look like? Can you give us some... Like, what are, what are some things that you do and what are some th sort of ways that you think that have kind of, like, we can't get all of your graces in one hour, but can you share just maybe some, uh, some practical tips and like a little bit about your prayer life and maybe there's someone here who, you know, didn't put on their red lipstick like you and I did. And maybe there's someone here who's just feeling at the end of their rope and they're looking at you going, holy Moses, how does that woman do it? What would you say to them? So, you know, for me, um, I, and I've said this over and over again, I try to live my life. I, when I leave my house, pre-COVID, mm -hmm. when I come on Zoom now during COVID, mm -hmm. You know, I, I want it to be that this is Sonia. This is who Sonia is, right? Sonia isn't Sonia, you know, with Tony and Alessia. And, and, and so this is me. This is who I am. 
And I also want, so I don't want people to say, oh, she, yeah, oh yeah, you can see, you know, there's something wrong with her, whatever. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want the pity from anybody, you know, that doesn't do anything. But I also want to set an example for my daughter of, you know, what a mother, what a wife, like we all go through challenges, but that doesn't mean that we are to neglect ourselves, right? Our bodies are holy, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit resides in us. So we, we, we have a responsibility too to take care of ourselves, right? So that's kind of me getting myself, putting on my lipstick and actually just let you know, like COVID, I think I've gotten dressed up like three times in total. So this actually felt special. This felt really good today. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And, uh, but yeah. so no, those and, and, and a little bit maybe about your prayer life. Okay. And it, so, you know what we do? So we've always been trying to do uh, rosary, but especially during COVID. So we do the, the Hail Mary rosary with um, Divine Mercy Chaplet every single night. And actually it's me, um, my family with one of my sister's family, my parents, and we get on the phone and we do, um, we do this every night with, because we're not receiving now Eucharist, right? So we do spiritual communion every single day and sometimes a couple times a day, right? Because we're not receiving him um, physically in the sacrament. So we need to receive him spiritually. Um, and so that, that's an important piece. I've actually now with COVID, I've, and I don't have much time to do a lot of things, but I, I will make sure I, I uh, make time. I did a 33 day to morning glory. So just consecrating my life to, to Mother Mary. And I will tell you, that was like one of the most beautiful 33 days for me. And so when I finished, I'm like, oh, I need more. And so now I'm in the middle of doing, um, consoling the heart of Jesus and loving it. I, you know what, just big eye opener. Jesus, all he wants is us to love him. He's, he's on that cross saying, I thirst. All he wants is our love. That's all he asks us for. And you know what? I'm like, oh, Jesus, this is what you want me to love you. And, and the important thing is not just me to be at the cross loving him, but loving everyone around me. Because when I love everyone around me, that's when I'm loving Jesus. And Dorothy, I'll give you an example because I started doing this book and I was miserable one day. I was exhausted. I didn't sleep. And I don't know what happened and someone calls and I was so incredibly rude. So just so I hung up and it was like, it hit me. I'm like, oh my gosh, Sonia, what did you do? Like that was so rude. That was so wrong. And right now, like, what did you do to Jesus? Like this, like, is so sad. It was so sad. So you know what? And then I'm like, okay, I have to call this woman back. I have to call this woman back and apologize. I have to humble myself and say sorry to her. So I called the woman back and I said, just want to call and say, I'm not, I wasn't having a good day. I shouldn't have taken it out on you. I'm asking you to forgive me. I am so incredibly sorry. And as much, I didn't want to do it to Dorothy because you know what? Pride. Pride, pride. But the more I realized it was pride, the more I realized I have to do this. And the moment I did it, 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 it felt so, so good. And I know like a lot of people have people that hurt them either intentionally or in, in an, unintentionally. But sometimes we just need to say, you know, humble ourselves. It's not about us. 
It's about Jesus. And when we hurt other people, we're hurting Jesus. And one thing that you've said that really, really, and you've said it more than once, and it really resonated with me. And I wonder if it's resonating with other women. And I don't know if any of you guys kind of do this, but like sometimes in interiorly, right? It's so easy to resent people. And interiorly, it's so easy to resent, you know, well, you know, why doesn't my husband ever do the dishes? Or And if only she was like this, and if only he, and then you kind of realize like, oh my gosh, I'm the one with the problem. I'm the one that's got the resentment and I need to take that resentment to confession, right? And this is the other thing that is like so supernatural about you. And I just pray that we all are given that grace you know, that you have, because it would be so easy for you to resent Tony, resent this, resent that. And like the, the sin of resentment is like, is so real and it's so rooted. And sometimes it's like almost like subconscious. We think, well, I could become my best self if this wasn't this way. And if this wasn't that way, and if this, and so we're the one, the carrier of the sin, this resentment because of other people's imperfections, right? And I remember once, um, this was about, oh, about eight or nine years ago, um, my uh, husband has atrial, you know, he was an AFib patient and we were in uh, emergency probably like for the fifth or sixth time uh, in a month. And I was just, I was so petrified and we're sitting and they had to sort of, um, resuscitate him and put his back into put you know cardiovert him and and i remember sitting there in um i was sitting there in emergency and i'm like oh my gosh this is the fifth time we've been in emerge and oh my gosh i keep on looking at his defects but looking at my own strengths and oh my gosh i might actually lose him and then all of his strength started to flood me in in um in i was sitting there and emerge right and i'm like oh my gosh no thank you for his intellect oh my gosh thank you for this thank you jesus for this and thank you jesus. and and it, it almost took like this th this month of five or six visits to emerge for me to recognize, you know, what a kind of sinner I was. Like I was kind of walking around. Um, and it was like the sin was me, right? It was in me. And I had to, you know, get rid of that resentment. And it's like, what, Dorothy, you think you don't have any defects, right? You think you don't have any defects, right? And it's like, oh my gosh. And then I began to see my own um, and not, you know, and, and the sacrament of reconciliation, it was just such a powerful, and I was just so grateful that God gave me the grace to, and, and, and I beg any of you that are here that struggle with resentment, thinking that you could be holier if only that other person didn't have a defect. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, so this, your beauty and your purity, despite this imperfect circumstance like this is to me the miracle of Sonia right like it's just like oh my gosh you know that it would be so easy like how many people resent less than what you have um can you tell us how, how you got that gift like 
Yeah, and I, I think it's just God. I think the floodgates of heaven, I think it's God's mercy, right? And me saying yes to God, right? One of, one of my daily prayers is, you know, come Holy Spirit, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference, right? Like I see, I, I have, I, you know, in the morning, I'm like, Tony, why are these shoes on the floor? Why are these here, right? So I have those moments too. Like, don't get me wrong. I feel like, Dorothy, you've painted me into this, like, who knows what. <laughs> I have my, my, my things that I deal with as well, right? My struggles. But I, you know what? I, I try. And, and I told you, just go back to Jesus. You know, Jesus says, when you, you fed the hungry, you fed me. When you clothed the naked, you clothed me. When you took care of the sick, you took care of me. And so every single day when I get up, this is, you know, I said to Alessia, you know what? We have Jesus in there, right? And I was, I was, she, she laughed at me because, you know, when we take care of Tony, who needs so much care, really, I'm taking care of Tony, yes, but I'm taking care of Jesus too. And, and I think that that's an important piece for me is just realizing who I'm doing this for. Now, um, Sonia, you're, you're, you're the only healthy person in your family right and if there was someone kind of here that felt called to help you in some way you know are there ways in which anyone here you know maybe even as an expression of gratitude for your sharing today um is there any way that people maybe that can help you in any way because like i I know like our, our mother's group has tried in very tiny, tiny ways to, to reach out to you and not nearly as much as um, we should, but it, it, maybe someone here feels called to help you. How might they help you? So, you know what, you know what, they can help me in different ways. Like if they want to help me, um, you know, financially, right? So there's so many extraordinary costs that, uh, that we, we face and, um, if someone wants to help me with prayers, if someone wants to help me, you know, sometimes like, I'm like, I can't get out. I just can't get out. And so I have now a couple of people who will do groceries for me when I have, but most of the times I'm doing online, but a lot of stuff takes a lot of time. Right. So sometimes, sometimes it's just, you know, one day I'm going to be honest with you. We had a package arrive at my door and it was just some groceries out of the blue by an anonymous person. And I will tell you, those groceries, that pasta and, uh, you know, the, the sriracha sauce that was in there and the non-alcoholic beer that was in there, you know how much joy that brought to me? I'm like, someone thought of me and just dropped this off for me. And it was beautiful. It was like, like, so like that, that is something special in my heart, but like, I don't know. I don't know. These are kind of so someone. Someone here is um, saying, you know, and I. I don't know. Like, you. You might not want to mention your address here publicly because you know we don't know who's here from where. But someone is saying, where does Sonia live? Can I give her some cooked meals? Um, someone is saying, does Sonia have a GoFundMe page? Yeah. Uh, so it, I had a GoFundMe, and because of COVID, I just don't have time to um, to keep it up, right? So it got shut down just before Christmas. So um, e-transfer, e-transfer. And you know what? I, I can, ooh, if you guys give me a sec, I can type here. Oh, 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 there. Thank you, Rima. Rima put my, um, my email address right there. Um, so if anyone wants to make a donation to, um, 
Yeah, so there it's uh, her email address is, uh, it doesn't have, is it, does it have Comisos with an S in there? Yes? Okay, so Rama, thank you. If anyone wants to make a, a, an e-transfer, they can. Um, it's just been so beautiful, beautiful, beautiful having you here and just your testament to the sacrament of reconciliation. And I know that uh, often when I've gone to Eucharistic adoration, just kind of like seeing you pleading there before our Lord, you know, sometimes me looking at you praying is my prayer because I, I just get to see your heart, you know, I just see your heart and I just, I, I meditate and then I think, oh, Dorothy, you, you know, I should be praying. You should be praying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, anyway, um, Rama, can you type in the um, can you type in her email address again? Because some people are saying that they didn't see it. So okay, maybe I'll just say it as well. This way, I'll say it. So if you have a pen and paper, uh, Rima put it up there though. Let me just say it again. So it's my last name and first initial. C O M M I S S O S at Rogers.com. Yeah, and if, if any of you, um, you know, too, for whatever reason, you, you want to contact me and I can put you in contact with Sonia because I have her email address too. So, um, yeah, so anyway. So, and if anyone wanted to join me with the 2000 Hail Marys too, right, just email me. Like if, if God has placed something on your heart, email me. I'm open. I'm open to it. I'm easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just... A couple of last words, you know, Sonia, about uh, COVID, because you and I talked a little bit about that last night, that, um, you know, that COVID just seems to have, you know, it's driven a lot of people crazy. And like, in part for me, COVID in part has been a bit of a gift. And, um, and I, I always say, okay, it's easy for me to say, because, you know, no one's been sick and everything is fine. Um, but do you have any thoughts on what God might be doing, you know, through COVID and how here, you know, you, you know, the one thing that you said that really struck me last night and I just, oh, I got off the thing. I was so excited was that, um, that, you know, here it is in the middle of COVID and there's so much joy in your home, even though you really haven't left your home in months. Can you tell us a little bit about your response to COVID and how you see it in the yeah, so we've been, like I said, March 5th, we shut the doors. We've had very little people come in and we've gone out. I'm going to count now a total of 10 times. And it's because of um, a therapy appointment or, 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 or so forth. Um, so it's not easy being inside the house with the same four people every single day. Absolutely not. But you know what? we try to make the best of it. We try to have a routine. We try to have a structure, you know, Sundays, Sundays in my house is so beautiful. Right. So, you know, we have our breakfast and then we sit at the table and we play Monopoly, you know, like, I don't know when the last time we played Monopoly before COVID. So it's just nice being at the table, everyone kind of laughing. And this is, this is what happens when I'm winning. I'm like money, 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 money. I'm like, <laughs> And the kids are laughing, Tony's laughing, like, I sound like I'm like the most greediest person, like money, and I'm like, all right, you owe me rent, and it's it, so, we, we have so much fun, um, but also like, and so I think that's a gift, I think that's God's gift, right, us sitting around, 
building these memories, right? Because that's all we really have. Like we don't, everything that we have in this world means nothing. It's all gets left behind, right? But when I'm gone, I want my family to say, oh, I remember, you know, when we used to play Monopoly and I remember, I, that's, that's what this life is about, building memories and having fun with one another while we're with one another, right? Like when someone dies, it's way too late to say, oh, I wish I would have. So let's, let's use this time during COVID to find a joy, to find, make someone smile, to, to just love one another, right? Um, so, so I think that's it. One of it is just seeing your family in a different light and, and enjoying it. But I also think it's a God's way of saying, okay, here I am. This world has gone like kind of crazy on their own, has forgotten me in the middle of this. Like, let's ground ourselves again with Jesus and, and our purpose in life. Our purpose in life, in this um, consoling the heart of Jesus, the purpose is to reverence God, praise him, worship him, and ultimately our souls to be united with him, right? And so um, let's work on that. Like, let's work on that with like daily mass. Like I wasn't able to get out every single day. And when I was, I'd go, but here now I have the opportunity at home. Right now, mass is being broadcasted. There's no excuse for anybody to say, oh, I couldn't make it. And sometimes what I do, Dorothy, is at night, we're in bed and my days are long, right? And so I'm in bed and I'll put my earbud in and I'll listen to mass and I fall asleep in the middle of mass. And I just, I just find that it's a peaceful sleep, even though it's interrupted 20 times in the middle of the night, but it, <laughs> let's just sing the song. It's, it's a peaceful sleep. And so I just think, you know, and doing, I never used to do it on a daily basis, the um, spiritual communion, you know, my Jesus, I believe you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things. And I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you're already there. And I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. 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 And so, you know, so I don't know. There's like, I think a lot has happened in our uh, meetup today. I think, uh, you know, many, many, many graces have dis been dispensed. Um, you know, I'm going to invite each of you here today to ask yourself, like, you know, is God having, calling you to have another child? Is God calling you to recognize your own sinfulness and your own resentment? Can you imagine our Blessed Mother standing at the cross and resenting it? No, right? Um, oh, we get to meet Alicia! Yay! Yeah. And you guys cannot see it, but my, my niece has made her this t-shirt that says, by his stripes, Alessia is healed, Isaiah 53.5. Yeah, yeah, no, so it's so wonderful to see. I haven't seen Alicia in such a long time, so it's really, really great to uh, to see her, what a beautiful smile, just like uh, her, her mom's smile, eh? A beautiful, beautiful smile. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, Sonia, do you have any kind of closing words? Or Alicia, do you have anything you'd like to say to the moms? Um, 
<laughs> no, no. Maybe one day she will share with the no, uh, the no. young uh, the young. Yeah. It, what's the other group that you have? We've got the calling all girls event, right? Yeah, yeah, the calling all girls. We need to pray because I I, I think Alessia has a powerful story that she can share with all the young girls with all of her obstacles. <laughs> She's probably embarrassed. She's like, why is my mother doing this? <laughs> Mothers do. I told you, I'm the average mother. I'm just like everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like mothers, we do a pretty good job of embarrassing our daughters, right? Um, so um, any closing thoughts, uh, Sonia, for everybody that was here? So, you know what? I just, like I said, reconciliation is so important to me. And today when I was, I was praying for each and every one of you today, this morning, and God, I said to God, like, is there a message that I need to share? And you know what? And I opened up my Bible and it was like 2 Corinthians 5, um, uh, verse 20. And it says, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled with God. That was what God's message to me to share with you is just reconcile yourself with God and realize God loves each and every one of you. And you know what? learn to forgive and go and ask Jesus for forgiveness because he is a God who forgives. And you know what? He will walk with you. If he's walked with me in the middle of all of this, you know what? He will walk with each and every one of you and he will carry each of you. So don't give up on God. He never, never gives up on us. He never does. It's us who walk away from him. So reach your hand out, reach your heart out and just, love our good and loving Lord. Yeah, so there's so many beautiful comments here. I got to share just some of them. It's a Sonia, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, you are living proof that breakthroughs do happen. Amen. Dear Sonia, thank you so much for sharing. This is uh, from actually Jane uh, Wagner, Mary Wagner's mom. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. You're a real inspiration, especially through your inspiration to God's will. Uh, Rosina Felicia from St. Benedict, so beautiful. Someone's got a note here to Alicia. Alicia, you're so beautiful. God bless you. <laughs> um, uh, close. So we, we've got, uh, thank you, Alicia, for sharing. Um, so nice to meet you, Alicia. Uh, thank you, Alicia. You're amazing, Alicia. Uh, thank you for your prayers, Sonia. Please be assured of my prayers for you and your family. God bless you. Um, I, I want to give each of you a little secret tip. I want to give you a little secret tip. So when you get off this, you know, meetup and life takes over and you're just about to make dinner or you're picking up those socks for the hundredth time or you're doing that 90th load of laundry, and you're beginning to get resentful and the anger is like seeping in for whatever reason, I want you to think about Sonia. And I want you to say to yourself, Dorothy, Jean, Jane, Mary, Rosina, Rema, snap out of it. It's your job as a mom to rise above it and to bring joy to this home, right? Yeah. This is the one thing that always strikes me about Sonia 
is it's like, hey, yeah, I've got to put on some lipstick. I have to root out that resentment. I got to pull out the monopoly. I have to go to confession. I have to pray because if I come across as a shipwreck, then the whole family becomes a shipwreck. Whereas if I go to Eucharistic adoration or if I pray, obviously when we can, then I'm gonna rise above it and I'm gonna put this family on the proper course to Jesus and to our blessed mother. So once you start getting that heaviness, I want you to go boop, 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 snap out of it. Think about Sonia, put on a bit of red lipstick, right? <laughs> and uh, you got to bring these souls, right? You, you're, you're responsible for these souls. And uh, so uh, I keep on saying to Sonia, you have no idea, Sonia, how much your graces have helped me personally. And I, I thank you for your graces. Every time I hear you, every time I think of you, it's blessing upon blessing, grace upon grace. So um, thank you for, for joining us. And uh, we love you. Thank you, Dorothy. Thank you. And I will tell you, sharing my story, this is why like I right now, like filled, filled. You, we started, we started actually, eh, Dorothy, uh, the rosary. And we said, Lord, fill all of these women. Well, I am going to tell you that he has filled me overflowing of joy right now. And I, I thank you. And as much as um, I know sometimes my story helps others, I, I, I'm helped in this as well. And, and I thank you, Dorothy, for inviting me and, and allowing me to share my family with everyone here. Yeah, and so I, I know some of you here that are joining us today, um, sometimes I'm always bugging you and asking you to do something, you know, oh, Rema, would you write a blog post? Rosina, would you make this phone call? Da, da. And I know I'm constantly bugging and bugging, <laughs> and bugging people. And, and I want you to know that I kept on bugging and bugging, <laughs> Sonia, and I'm so grateful for your yes, you know, thank you for your yes, uh, thank you for, you know, thank you for your beautiful witness to the power of God's grace, your beautiful witness to the power of God, um, you know, for the beautiful miracle that he worked in the healing Alicia's heart, and that, you know, it's gonna be. We have to have an 18th birthday party I for know. this. <laughs> I don't know how to do that, but we do. We need to celebrate life. Life is meant to be celebrated. It is. It is. So, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm gonna end with my closing song. You know, I'm so glad we had this time together. Just to have a laugh and sing a song. Seems we just get started and before you know it, comes a time we have to say so long. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Yeah, put March 6th on your calendar for the Dynamic Woman of Faith Conference. 
If God puts it on your heart to help Sonia somehow, help her, say yes, don't ignore God. <laughs> and uh, if you need to get in contact with her, you've got her email address or you can um, email the ministry. We can help you. And uh, Sonia, I'll be in touch with you after as well. And uh, please know that I love you. Love you too, Dorothy. Thank you. I love you, Alicia. Thank you for, I know mothers embarrass us. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> okay, okay. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.